This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to join with you today. Our guest speaker is Major Andrew Stone, editor of The War Cry. And his message is based on the feeding of the 5,000. The Bible reading is taken from John chapter 6, verses 1 to 13. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy the bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them, and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm often drawn to Bible stories that have food in them, whether that be in the Old Testament, with the manna the Israelites received in the wilderness, or the New Testament account of Jesus after the resurrection, cooking breakfast on the beach for his disciples. In fact, Food features a lot in the ministry of Jesus, to the point where some of his enemies accused him unfairly of being a glutton. But it was actually a lack of food which caused problems in our Bible reading earlier on. I'm sure the feeding of the 5,000 is a familiar story to many of us, but let's go through it together and see what it can say to us today. A big crowd of people have followed Jesus after he and his disciples had got out of their boat on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And it would appear that this wasn't a planned event and the people had turned up without any food. And Jesus asked his disciple Philip, who was a local chap, where should we buy food for these people to eat? Now, let's just pause there for a moment. Jesus asked the question, but the Bible says that he already had in mind what he was going to do. And it's important that we remember that because Jesus is never in a position when he doesn't know what needs to happen and how a situation can be resolved. That was true of his time on earth and it's also true today. If we go to Jesus with a problem, we won't ever encounter him shrugging his shoulders and saying, well, I don't know what to do about that. Jesus always has the answer, even if it isn't always clear to us at the start what that answer might be. It certainly wasn't clear to Philip He tells Jesus that there's no way they could find the money to pay for food for all the people, even if they knew where to go and buy it. It all seems hopeless. 
But of course, it doesn't matter what the situation is that we might be facing. It's never hopeless with Jesus. Another disciple, Andrew, then speaks up. He tells Jesus about a boy in the crowd who has five loaves and two fishes. And I think it's interesting that this boy has been identified by the disciples because to me that indicates that at least some of them have been aware of the problem of the hungry crowd. To me it suggests that Andrew has at least seen the people and thought about their needs and looked to see what he can do to solve the problem. I'm guessing he must have started going around and asking people what they had by way of food. And I think that's commendable. When we have identified a problem, there's nothing wrong in seeing what we can do at a practical level to try and help resolve it. The problem that Andrew had was that the problem was too big for him to solve. He'd found the boy with the meagre meal of loaves and fishes, but as he himself said to Jesus, how far will that go among so many? And that's the challenge we can face if we try to resolve our problems entirely in our own strength. The resources we have to come up with a solution can often seem so small, so meagre, that it almost seems pointless to try to do anything. Where would have been the point in Andrew trying to share those few bits of food with the thousands of people who were there on that day? It doesn't even sound as if that amount of food would have left the boy who brought them feeling particularly full if he had eaten them all for himself. In fact, it makes me wonder why Andrew mentioned the five loaves and two fishes to Jesus at all. After all, if someone told you that they desperately needed a thousand pounds right there and then, you probably wouldn't mention that 2p piece you have in that cup holder at the front of your car, would you? Where would be the point? It wouldn't even scratch the surface of the person's problem, would it? And yet, here was Andrew with a very small bit of food, mentioning it to Jesus, even though it obviously was nothing like enough to solve the problem. I wonder if Andrew was actually showing some faith here. I wonder if he believed Jesus could do something with that little bit of food, despite the size of the crowd. What he asked about how far it would go amongst the crowd was factually accurate. But the fact that he told Jesus about it at all suggests to me that he might have wondered if there was something Jesus could do with it. Well, whatever Andrew's thoughts might have been, we can, of course, do more than wonder if Jesus could act in the challenges that we face in our lives. Instead, instead of wondering, we can know that he is more than able to deal with whatever circumstances we may face, however small and insignificant our own resources and answers might seem. And there's something else we can learn from this story of Jesus feeding all those thousands of people. Once the problem had been solved and the people had had enough to eat, the disciples gathered up all the food that was left over and 12 baskets of bread were collected. Not only had Jesus solved the problem, he'd blessed the disciples with food for their next meal as well. And that's what Jesus can do for us. He can take a problem, a challenging situation, and ultimately turn it into a blessing. It may be in ways that we can't possibly see when we're going through the problem. I mean, I bet the disciples never thought they'd be going home with food to spare when they were worrying about how the crowds were going to be fed. But it's possible 
that we can be really blessed even when we have problems we need God to sort out for us. Paul in his letter to the Romans wrote it like this. For we know, he said, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, even those challenges that you're facing right now, God can work for good. He can meet the need that you have and then do more than you could ever imagine. Trust him and let him work through you and what you have, however inadequate that might seem right now. And then see him work in incredible ways in your life.
Dear God, we thank you that no situation is too far out of your control to provide. We thank you that you own it all and hold everything in your hands. We thank you that you know our needs before we even ask, before we even come to you. You're aware of all that concerns us and you, and you have a plan. You hold the provision, you have the solution. You alone can move mountains to make way for your children. We ask for your answer, in your timing, in your plan, to be given for every need that weighs our hearts down. Forgive us for doubting you, for worrying, and for trying so hard to work everything out on our own. Help us to trust you more. Help us in our unbelief. We trust you this day and every day and are so grateful for your power and joy that fills our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Filled to the brim with the goodness of God, the nourishment of Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and the power of the Holy Spirit, go now in peace to serve God in all that you think, do, and say. May God's peace be always with you. Amen. Thank you for joining. Goodbye and God bless.